Hello and welcome to another episode of Doing the Thing podcast. Um, Jason and I, my co-host Jason and I, are, have been experimenting with different formats and we last week launched our lightning round. Hope you had a chance to tune in on that. Um, the ideas around why to become a podcaster and uh, we're also launching solo series. Now, you know, Jason, you all know, is former counterintelligence, has a broad military experience, lifelong fitness um, guru, really expert in the field. And so I imagine those might be some things he'll touch on. Um, I, and you may or may not know this, am a writer. Uh, I have published two nonfiction books, one in self-help, uh, one in business leadership. And uh, after 61 long months, <laughs> completed my uh, very first novel called The Conduit. And I'm actually out seeking representation at this point. So I thought for my solo session, a great place to start might be around, so you want to be a writer. And how do you get started if you do? Um, you know, we're in exceptional times right now. Um, and certainly my Thoughts and prayers go out to people and families affected by the coronavirus and the you know, health and economic implications. And while we're in this environment of social distancing, while we're working from home and remotely and not sitting in a car commuting, um, it presents a unique opportunity. Maybe let's call it found time that perhaps we didn't have last week that we do today. And look, the temptation can be you know, tune in the next Netflix and just binge watch series after series. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have ever thought about being a writer, um, and it's funny, probably two out of three people I talk to indicate, yeah, um, that's something they've always dreamed of doing or wanted to do. Um, maybe now is a perfect time to take the first step towards writing. Um, and so I want to talk about what that looks like. And, you know, writing is a craft. It's not something we're born doing. And it's not something we're excellent at <clears throat> at any phase because it, writing is a craft that always improves. So there's a good deal of learning that really has to take place. Um, yeah, we all write emails and love letters and different things, right? So we have some experience in it. But the craft of writing has to be learned. So here's some things you can do today. Start with, um, go onto YouTube, find Jenna Moresi, J-E-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-C-I on YouTube and subscribe to her channel. Um, there's a lot of quote unquote experts out there in terms of writing advice. And I've sampled all of them and many, many good ones, but I found so much resonation with the content Jenna put, puts out that if you're going to start somewhere, I would really advise you to take a look at her channel. Uh, it's all free content, but I'll tell you, it's not just engaging um, and intelligent, but she's downright funny too, and there's some value in that. Um, so really, step one. Step two, there's a couple books that I really recommend that you purchase. Uh, one of them is called On Writing Well by William Zinser. That's On Writing Well. And... I, it's written, in my opinion, more for the nonfiction author. However, the, the concepts apply in fiction, and it's really about the economy and efficiency of words. And really, there's some value in just reading that before you get started on your writer's journey. 
um, learning how to maximize that efficiency and the impact of what you say. Uh, Stein on Writing is another fantastic book by Saul Stein, S-O-L Stein, S-T-E-I-N. And, you know, it's an excellent time right now with this downtime that we're presented. Um, start the learning process, right? Um, in terms of preparing for the actual writing, um, a couple other steps you can take. Uh, certainly, you could begin your writing on Microsoft Word. There's nothing wrong with that. My experience was, and I did that, uh, my experience was that my project's complexity quickly outgrew the capabilities of Word. And so there's a program I highly recommend called Scrivener. Um, Scrivener certainly has a word processing component, um, spell check, and the, the tools you'd expect it to have. But where I really found some value in it, a couple things. One, before you write, you're going to need to research, right? You're going to research your topic. Um, and I'm thinking more on the fictional line. When, before I began The Conduit, I spent a little bit over six months just researching cults and conspiracy and police procedure and all the components of the book um, so that I could speak factually, even though it was a fictional world, speak in a way that someone in that real world profession wouldn't read and say there's no way that could happen and just lose all credibility and you have to do that, right? So Scrivener gives you a place to keep all of your research. It gives you a place to keep your characters and to develop ideas about how they look, how they act, how they respond. And really the greatest value is that you can do side-by-side -side writing, meaning you're working on a scene today and you need to reference your research. You can pop up a second screen in the program and read through your research and make sure you're factually accurate. Um, as well as some other things. Um, even though I, and we'll talk about outlining in just a moment, even though I had a clear progression in my mind of how the scenes played out, as I went through the beta reader phase, meaning folks that read my book to offer their insights and opinions, um, they made some recommendations that I shift some scenes, especially earlier in the book, to connect with, um, you know, so my main character is Nathan Badger, and uh, he's the hero of the story. And he is in a situation where he's being investigated for a crime. And the story of the detective investigating him, Drew Kavanaugh, fell towards the end of chapter two. And I ended up moving it forward to very, very early on in chapter one based on beta reader recommendation. Now, doing that in Word can be a little challenging. Doing it in Scrivener was just pretty much drag and drop. <laughs> so for a lot of reasons, I recommend before you start your writing project, uh, Scrivener's about 60 bucks and it's really worth the investment for so many reasons because it can grow with your project as your project grows. Um, the last thing I recommend is, you know, whether it's off amazon.com or whether you go to Staples or if you're like me, you live in a small town and you still have a Kmart, um, get some poster boards. Um, get some poster boards, get some post-it notes. And um, because what's important next is, all right, so you want to be a writer. You've told up your training. You've read some reference books. You've got an idea of uh, what they're teaching and how to apply that methodology. Now you need to tell your story, right? But before you begin telling that story, you know, is it going to just grow organically out of your mind? 
Um, can you just sit down and just start drafting it and the story will progress? Probably not. You need to have an idea of where your story's going. Um, and so there are two schools of thought with regard to writing. One of them is the pantser <laughs> school of thought. Uh, the other is the plotter. And pantsers are people who, quote unquote, fly by the seat of their pants as they're writing. Now, if you're an experienced writer, you can probably do that. But if you're like me, first time novel, it's really difficult to envision an entire story as you're writing it. So sitting down to draft out where your plot lines go, how your characters develop becomes really important. And it's actually a super fun exercise. So you get your poster boards, you write down one poster board for plot, one poster board for characters, one poster board for facts, one for events, all the different components you can think of of your story on a blank poster board. Now you get your post-it notes out and just start writing ideas. Don't be like me and scribble them because you'll have to read them later. <laughs> but just jot down every possible idea you can and stick it to the appropriate board. Once you've gone through that exercise and you feel like you've exhausted yourself creatively and you have good ideas you're excited about, you can start to narrow them in, right? And maybe you're going to pull off a few of those post-it notes, ideas that would be fun to explore, but perhaps don't fit into the bigger theme of what you're writing. Um, and you'll narrow into the concepts you want to keep. And that's where your last poster board comes in. And this is the timeline of your story. Um, so now that you've got an idea of where you want to go, um, you've narrowed in on characters and events and facts and plot lines and twists and all those types of things, laying it out in a logical sequence. And where does that sequence start? Where do you start your story? Um, in the case of The Conduit, my story starts in present day and tells a backward progressing story. How did we get to where we are today? Um, I think it was uh, series two of uh, Hannibal on NBC. Uh, I think it's NBC, <laughs> did the very same thing. The, the hero and Hannibal Lecter were in a kitchen fighting with knives, and then the whole season was dedicated to finding out how they got there. And that's a cool way to start, I think. That's how I started my novel. Um, some stories start in the middle. If you're a gamer like me, I play uh, Uncharted 2. Um, and if you've played Uncharted 2, it starts with uh, <clears throat> Nathan Drake, almost falling out of a bus somewhere in Nepal and climbing his way up. And then you go back to the very beginning of the story and eventually midway through the game, you're back in that very same spot. Um, and then of course, other stories start at the very beginning. Um, but you can determine all of that upfront and you should. And more importantly, you should know where your story ends before you begin writing it. And the way that you wanna do that is really through good outlining. Now, here was my experience. Uh, I outlined my book, and my book became a very different thing as I began writing. Um, and that presented some challenges. Because I hadn't outlined as effectively as I should have, I would get to the middle of the story. I came up with what I thought were great ideas, only to realize that things that happened in the beginning of the book could not have happened for this new idea to have happened in the middle, <clears throat> which caused me to have to go back and do a bunch of rewriting. And I mean a ton of rewriting. And so if you want to avoid that um, painting into a corner and then having to paint yourself out of that corner, 
outlining is really the way to do that. Um, all right, so we've gone from learning to some tools you have in place to getting your outline together. And the final thing I want to touch on in today's session is just the actual writing itself. Because, you know, and this is just my theory, but I think I'm right. Um, people talk about writer's block all the time. Like, you know, I, I sit down, I sat there staring at a blank page for an hour, and then I gave up, I was frustrated. Writer's block, in my opinion, happens because we have the wrong set of expectations when we write. You should expect that whatever you write, first draft, perhaps even the second draft, frankly speaking, is likely going to suck. <laughs> and that's okay. Your goal should not be to write the perfect sentence or paragraph when you start. Not at all. In fact, all you're doing is, forgive me for saying it this way, but you're going to puke it out. You're going to get your ideas on paper. There is no such thing as good writing, in my opinion. There is only good editing. And once you realize that, it frees you up to explore yourself creatively without hyper-focus on how good a word sounds. Get the ideas on paper. Get the flow of the story. Get the sequencing, uh, the, the drama, the drive, all of those things that, in my case, a thriller, you know, you want a page turner, right? So <clears throat> getting the bones of the story out. As you're writing dialogue, don't worry about dialogue tags. Don't worry about action. like. He said, sternly looking across the table at her while her foot pounded with frustration. Just write what they said. You can come back and add color, and you will. And you'll have plenty of opportunity to do that. But get the story, the pacing down at first. Get the skeletons out, and then be able to fill in the muscle and the, and the flesh of the story around it. And what you'll find is that it really frees you up just to explore yourself as a writer knowing that you're going to come back with a critical eye um, and make the necessary changes in the revision phase. I recommend write your first draft, come back a second time, and then bring in a professional editor. And you should absolutely and always involve an editor all the way through your project. But sometimes if you get them involved too quickly, there's just too much to pick apart. So give yourself the space to write your story, write the bones, come back a second time and start to add some color and some brush strokes to it. And then you want to bring in your editor, your storyline editor, who not only is going to catch your grammar, but also do things like mine does and write little captions like WTF. This would never happen. What are you thinking? Really? Is that how he reacted? Would you react that way? <laughs> and all those things that you hate to read and at the same time love to read. Um, the other piece of advice I would give you is, you know, writing is a profession. Writing is, should be treated like a job. But just like a job, you don't spend 100% of your time doing the actual doingness of that job. Um, there are other things that are just as important that are involved. And in the case of writing, you know, many writers will tell you you should have daily word goals. Well, actually, I don't agree. I think that sometimes losing words is more important than adding words. Um, so give yourself the space, commit to do something every day to advance your writing. And that's not always writing. Sometimes it's editing. Sometimes it's teaching and learning, watching the videos, reading the books we talked about. Sometimes it's spending time developing your author's platform. 
connecting with potential readers down the road, making sure you have a promotional website, being active in the Twitterverse. All of these things add value to the writing experience and not, aren't necessarily tied to daily writing numbers. And from my experience, at least, I used to have an 800 word goal every day. And I pushed out a lot of content. My novel was 135,000 words before I stopped and really focused in on trimming out the things that didn't matter, killing the characters that didn't add to the story, cleaning up the sentences and the paragraphs. My book is now 75,000 words. Um, so that's all I have to share for you today. I hope you saw some value. If you did, please make sure you subscribe. Let me know um, additional content you may like to see on topics of writing or other things you think I may know about. Um, I will share links to all the books and the videos I've mentioned. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you again on our next episode.